Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, how about that weather? <laughs> this is talking about what the hell are we supposed to open with today? Well, really, nothing's happening. I was planning on opening with the Knicks. They're not over yet. So we'll get into the Knicks in a little bit. But we could start with baseball. I want to do the football. And by the way, we got some guests for you today. We'll have John Schmelk, who is, you know, works with the Giants and covers them and does a lot of stuff for the, you know, the pre and post game show and digital media and all that stuff. So we'll talk to John Schmelk, who usually is my expert when we go to Schmelke on the Giants and the Knicks. So we'll talk to him at 1 o'clock on both of those two things and see what he thinks of Daniel Jones. You know what I think of Daniel Jones. Anyway, we'll see what Schmelke thinks of Daniel Jones and you know recap the Knicks a little bit. And then at 3 o'clock, we'll have basketball Jones on. Sonny Carton, usually have him like once a year. And I figure with not much going on now, maybe Sonny could help educate me on the ongoings around the NBA and also try to get me Back into the NBA. We'll talk Knicks, Nets with him, of course, but go around the league as well. But being that the Knicks are currently in action and won't end for another probably 25 minutes or so, we'll start with the baseball. And, you know, look, it's a lot of the same old stuff where the Mets are waiting on Jacob deGrom and the Yankees are waiting on Aaron Judge. And I saw there was a report uh, just before that, I guess, the... Mets and Yankees could be in a little bit of trouble where they're being in, was it they're, they're being investigated. The Athletic had a report that said because the report about the Mets not wanting to go after Aaron Judge because they don't want to, you know, ruffle the Yankees' feathers or go after and steal one of the Yankees' guys. Um, so there might be an investigation there. Whatever. I mean, I wouldn't think that that's a big deal. But anyway, point is, Mets kind of waiting on Jacob deGrom Yankees waiting on Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge tonight will likely be named the most valuable player. And remember, we're not getting even any insight onto where Judge is going to meet, if he's meeting with teams, what's happening. I mean, that's the expectation. The Yankees expect that. Rizzo spoke yesterday. He expects it. We all expect Judge to meet with other teams, but we're not sure if it's happening, when it's happening, and what exactly is going on. And you know, this this thing might take a while, maybe nestle in. Cue the, oh my God, Aaron Judge just signed back with the Yankees. Um, but anyway, we might be here for a while talking about what's going to happen between these two superstars with the Mets and the Yankees. We just don't know. But some of the lesser parts, you know, Brandon Nimmo was making some news yesterday off of the Teoscar Hernandez trade from Toronto to Seattle. And Hernandez, a solid bat. We had a call, I think it was yesterday or earlier in the week, call and talk about 
how, hey, Sal, would you like Teoscar Hernandez in the Mets outfield? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'd probably, I'd probably take him. And he would be a power upgrade. What did he hit? 25 homers, something like that last year in 130 games, maybe. I forget the exact numbers. But either way, Teoscar Hernandez gets traded from Toronto. He goes to Seattle as they look to lengthen their lineup. So why am I bringing this up in the open of a New York sports talk radio show? Well, because the Blue Jays now have a vacancy in their outfield, and they reportedly are interested in Brandon Nimmo. And they reportedly are not alone, where it seems many teams, Scott Boris said it last week, and reports continue to come out about teams that are interested. You know, even this week, the Yankees were in contact, I guess, with Boris or Nimmo's representatives, whatever it may be, however you want to word it. But the Yankees were showing interest in potentially acquiring Brandon Nimmo. And Nimmo is going to have his pick because there are a lot of teams, well, you know, the analytics. There are a lot of teams that love Brandon Nimmo because he's a an analytical player. They look at the on-base. They look at the walks. They look at the pitches per at-bat. They look at, you know, he's a hustle guy. Great clubhouse guy, just a, a good human being, great character. He's succeeded in New York to you know to a certain extent. He's improved defensively, and he, you know, while I don't think he's a great defensive center fielder, he's definitely improved and is able to go back on balls well. Now the issue there is he plays too deep and he has no arm, so there are limitations there as well. Anyway. The long-winded point, as I try to draw out every possible minute I can before we get to taking your calls on the other side on whatever it is you want to discuss on this now Thursday morning on the fan, 877-337-6666. Point is that Brandon Nimmo is going to be a player that is probably valued more outside of the Mets. Not to say that the Mets don't want him back because they do want him back. However... There's got to be a line drawn. I mean, that goes for all these guys. Although with Judge, you would say the Yankees, they can't be drawn any lines. I mean, he's got to come back. I don't care what it is. We did this segment on Baseball Night in New York on SNY yesterday, I think it was, or maybe it was even last week. We've done it a couple of times. Called Draw the Line and have the panel and myself say, okay, well, where would you draw the line on a contract for so-and-so? Well, if I were to ask you, where would you draw the line on a contract for Aaron Judge, meaning years and dollars? I mean, what would be your response? I would think the majority of Yankee fans would say, well, I'm not drawing the line. They need him back. I don't care if it goes up to, you know, $400 million. They got to bring him back. And a part of me agrees with that. Now, it's not the best business decision, but a part of me understands that. Why that would be the case. They need him back. And, you know, it's maybe illogical. It may be irrational. But still, judge means more to the Yankees and their fan base, especially now, than... He would maybe elsewhere, so the Yankees should be paying whatever, you know, more than the next highest offer. Anyway, where would you draw the line with Brandon Nemo? I feel like for the Mets, at least for me, and I don't know what the Mets are thinking on this exactly. I feel like the Mets aren't there yet because they are concerned about the pitching right now, which is understandable. Whether it's Kodai Senga in Japan, obviously he is, you know, secondary to either DeGrom or Verlander. I just get the feel the Mets are making, they're they're preparing for the loss of Jacob DeGrom. 
I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just getting the, oh, what the hell? I'm going to say it's going to happen. DeGrom's going to go elsewhere. This is just me using my common sense. I feel like DeGrom's going elsewhere. And the Mets are kind of planning for that. Hey, look, what's the worst that could happen? I jinx it and DeGrom comes back? Okay, great. But I believe he's going to sign elsewhere, whether it's with Texas or whoever else. I don't think DeGrom's coming back. I felt that way all along. You know, if you listen to the show, how I feel about DeGrom. I want him back. I just don't think he wants to be back. And if that's the case, then you know what? Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I don't care how many Cy Young awards you want. You don't want to be here. You don't need to be here. So the Mets are working on a potential plan B, whether that's Justin Verlander, whether it is, you know, in addition to Verlander, Kodai Senga, whether it's Carlos Rodon, who knows what the Mets have up their sleeves. Remember, with this new Mets group, the breadcrumbs are not out there as much as they used to be. Nobody, nobody knew about Max Scherzer until it happened. There wasn't a drop. Not a hint, not a drop of anything until it happened. So just because you haven't heard it yet doesn't mean it's not possible. Good or bad. Anyway, the Mets aren't focused on Brandon Nimmo, or at least it doesn't seem that way right now. They're more worried about DeGrom and the pitching. So as for Nimmo, what would the line be? For me, it's five years, roughly $100 million. You want to go 105 make him happy so it's a little more than 20 a year? But I'll tell you, I'm not committing. I heard somebody today throw out the number $150 million for Brandon Nimmo. There's no freaking way I do that. And I know that Met fans love him. Homegrown guy, easy to like, right? The infectious smile. He's improved. He hustles. Fan favorite, no doubt. Passion, energy. I get it. He's not worth $150 million. Think about how the Mets could spend that money elsewhere, whether that be on pitching, whether it be pitching and a big bat. And remember, each team, you know, let's use the Yankees and Mets, for examples, because those are the two teams we care about. The Yankees are obviously built with power, right? To a point where, what do we always talk about with the Yankees? They need to better balance their lineup with guys that could put the bat on the ball, guys that are going to make contact, guys that could be gap hitters and average hitters. That's the type of offense the Yankees need more of. Well, the Mets are the opposite of that. They need more power. And if you pay Brandon Nimmo 105, 120, whatever it may be, 150 million bucks to play center field, you're you're limiting yourself there. A spot in the lineup that you're committing big money to is a guy who may be well-rounded, but he's an average Offensive player in batting average, in power, or maybe even below average in power, but he's well-rounded, he's a good on-base guy, and can draw a walk or work in at bat, but beyond that, the Mets could do better than Nimmo. I look at Nimmo as a 7-9 hitter, something like that, and obviously he's been batting leadoff for the Mets, and maybe he'll go somewhere else and hit leadoff because the analytics you know, speak highly of Nimmo. The analytical people love Brandon Nimmo. I don't think he's that good. And I, I say that with all due respect. Like I said, he's improved and he's been a solid major leaguer. And he'll deserve whatever he gets. Good for him if you get $150 million. Good for him. I think he's worth $100 million. I'd bring him back at that. And even that is pushing it. That's me extending my line. I'd rather have, think about it this way. Your, the, the fear of losing Brandon Nimmo You're limiting defense in center field because he's not great. He's good at going back on balls and has improved. He has no arm and he plays too deep, meaning a lot of stuff drops in front of him that could be very costly. So they can improve defensively in center field. 
That's number one. Number two, they can use that money and use that spot in the lineup and in the outfield to add a power bat that will better this team. You know, they have a guy with McNeil who's going to hit for a high average and not a lot of power. They have a guy, and who knows what happens with Canna and, you know, if he's going to be an everyday player or fourth outfielder if they move on from him. But they have a guy in Mark Canna who's going to be a guy that's similar to Brandon Nimmo. Not a ton of power and a guy who is, you know, going to put the bat on the ball. I know he strikes out occasionally a big spot, but a guy who's going to be, you know, he's not an all or nothing power hitter. He's a guy who's going to work in a bat. Be disciplined, patient. You know, they need an impact bat. Brandon Nimmo is not an impact bat. So I think the Mets would be better off. And I hope that they're looking elsewhere. I mean, you figure that they are just because, like we said, we don't hear the rumors. Or the exact reports. Just because we don't hear that doesn't mean that they are. But they can better themselves. It's one spot. You know, sometimes you got to look at the the areas of the team where it may not be blatantly obvious. And I don't think initially if you look at the Mets lineup or you look at their team and say, okay, well, Brandon Immo, they need to upgrade there. You look at the catching spot, right? That's an obvious one. It sticks out like a sore thumb. You, it, you look at the catching spot and say, well, they need to upgrade there. Center field, you'd be like, oh, no, we're solid with Nimmo. I like Nimmo. Solid player. But those are the spots where you need to look to improve. And rather than... Now, if you were under contract, you bring it back. No issues about it. But rather than overpay or getting to get into a bidding war for a guy who is an average offensive player or solid, maybe average is a little disrespectful, a guy who's a solid offensive player, I, I'm not doing that. I draw my line, me personally, five years, $105 million. That's the max I'm going for Brandon Nimmo. He wants to be here, fine. And then you always have the option where you can move him to the corner, but they still need power. I think the Mets will be better off if Brandon, and look, Brandon Nimmo might be better off getting a big contract. If he's going to take the most money, and that's usually what Scott Boras' clients do, maybe it's going to be elsewhere. The Mets could better use that money, and I'm excited about the possibilities of where, whether it's via trade, whether it's via free agency. 877-337-6666. Judge and that MVP award expected tonight. We went over the buck stuff yesterday with manager of the year. Well, the MVP gets announced tonight, and it'll be a long time coming, or it has been a long time coming, where Judge has basically been the MVP midway through the year. And look, I know Shohei is going to get a lot of talk and hype, as he should, but Aaron Judge was by definition the most valuable player this year. And it'll be nice to see him take home some hardware. Much like I said with Buck, it wasn't the hardware that you wanted, whether it's a division title, whether it is a National League pennant or a World Series, similar with Aaron Judge. He got the division title, but not the pennant or the World Series. But you know what? He may have some hardware later on tonight, likely will, to show for his historic season with an MVP trophy. And then maybe he could go enjoy himself on this free agent tour. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.